Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of State of the Art. I'm your host, Andrew Herman. And if this is your first time here, let me tell you a little bit about what we're doing. We're talking about art technology and the intersection between them. But mostly, we want to talk about why you should care about this stuff. I've been on both sides of this coin as a startup founder, an engineer, a creative, and I'm just fascinated by the world where art and technology overlap. So I'll be talking to artists, collectors, CEOs, and founders, anybody who has any perspective on this world I want to talk to. Hey everyone, it's me, Ethan Appleby. It's so good to be back. And wow, am I excited to bring you the 50th episode of State of the Arts. I know I've been make, teasing you and delaying it and building suspense, but it is finally here. And oh my gosh, do we have so much fun. I hope you all had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. You know, I always find it ironic that it's the day of celebrating labor that we take off instead of working maybe twice as hard. But hey, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining. So moving forward, back to topic. This episode was so much fun. It was an opportunity for us, uh, me, you, to interview Andrew to talk about his experience as being host. What surprised him? What brought him to light? You know, maybe a, a little bit of critique from me on on the improvements that he could make. Um, it was also an opportunity for us to look back at you know really 2017 and even just the 15 episodes that he'd done as to what were our favorites and what. What trends do we see and where are we going? And then, you know, I think most excitingly for us, talking about and, and really based on a lot of your feedback and where we see things resonating on what's the future of state of the art, what topics do we want to cover, what themes do we want to talk about, where are we going? But most importantly, we're going to do it with you. So without further ado, it is my pleasure and excitement to introduce Andrew Herman on this week's episode the 50th of state of the art i hope you enjoy as much as i did being part of it hey everyone so here we are sitting in my living room two hosts former and current <laughs> um excited to kick off this 50th episode and to start though you know as uh most of you heard the last two episodes i was uh, back at least for the intros because Andrew, you were away, and you you were away. <laughs> I, I am. What were you away doing? Uh, uh, well, you know, not not a huge deal. Uh, just getting married. Just uh, getting married. Just, just getting married. Actually, I shouldn't say that. That's right. a huge deal. Now, man. congratulations. So it's it is a huge deal. Uh, yeah, man, it was awesome. We had a blast. We were back in in Pennsylvania, in the backwoods of Pennsylvania, partying it up with friends and family and loved ones, and. Uh, Went to uh, Paris and London for our honeymoon. So I sh I'm ashamed to say that as a host of an art podcast, it was my first trip to the Louvre, but that was awesome. Wow, so that is awesome. <laughs> you're, you're also jet lagged, but okay, we don't just skip over the wedding. <laughs> you got married. Where did you get married? Not just like the, the like geographical location, but like tell us about the place. So it was awesome. It's got so great history. We were in, uh, yeah, so it's, it's in Northeastern Pennsylvania. And uh, if anybody's uh, listening from around that area, it's near Elk Mountain, which is a ski resort up there. And um, we, we found this house that, as legend has it, was actually built either by or for. We don't know if Motley Crue actually owned it or if they were just like the the tenants there. But um, but yeah, it was a house that was built for Motley Crue, and they would just fly in on weekends and party there, and uh, and and then fly back out. And apparently, the house was in such bad condition after their partying days that the the current owners had to gut it and and redo it all. But it was a beautiful property, man. It was awesome. Um, two two giant mansion houses on this big country property and uh it was awesome my my wife's family is all super musical so yeah. i always say it's like uh their their family get togethers are like the the fairy tale movies that you don't believe are ever true like it's this mountain family they just they get together and they all sing literally in like perfect harmony wow she has 60 some odd cousins and uh you know 20 aunts and uncles and they're all phenomenal singers and just like the most loving people in the world. So they just get together 
and uh, get drunk and sing in perfect harmony until five in the morning. It was a blast, man. We had a good time. That sounds like a great family to marry into. All right. So yeah, was what, okay. what was the most <laughs> embarrassing moment of the wedding, either for yourself or for anyone else there? Oh, most embarrassing moment of the wedding. Well, we had one friend who I won't name right now who got pretty drunk and had to tap out real early okay. on the wedding day. She uh she had to find a couch inside. Like, and sleep did it made it to the ceremony bit. or no? Oh yeah, she made it. Well, our ceremony was at like eleven o'clock in the morning. Okay, we did it because we knew that we'd have a couple people who weren't going to make it too much later. Um, but yeah, she she had a rough go of it. Uh, that was that was probably the. But I heard that was in part because you had a, a cocktail that was for the <laughs> wedding that called for like one part alcohol one part water but yeah. the one part water was forgotten <laughs> and so it was just it's true 100 percent alcohol so we made our own cocktails and um the instructions to the caterer for our it was like a lemon cucumber vodka summer lemonade thing it was delicious but the instructions were uh one part sparkling water to one part booze and uh, the sparkling water never made it. So, yeah, that is absolutely why she did not make it more than a couple hours. Uh, I love it. Okay, so now you go to Paris. First time, Paris and London. Yeah. yeah. Went to the Louvre. Yeah. Had a good time. Oh, it was beautiful, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. You know, it's funny. I mean, it, it was our my first time to Europe. My wife has been there before. Um and there's a million things to see, but we really, we knew we were going to be wiped after the wedding. And so we took a lot of people's good advice and didn't schedule a whole lot and uh, just walked around just, you know, kind of, especially in Paris. Um, there's so many, man, there's like little cafes. There's 10 cafes on every street. Yeah. And the, you know, everybody's out on the street drinking. It was the summer. We were down on the river. Um, and that's all we did was walk around and eat cheese and drink wine and uh, did see a couple of museums, but um, it was such great R&R after the wedding. It was, yeah, it's great. For anybody out there thinking about proposing, uh, do it if only for the honeymoon. Only for that and, and make sure you don't plan too much. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because you got married last week mm. or two weeks ago and now and Vanessa – who is is the magic behind all this? Yeah, we don't way. mention her enough. We don't she because is, she doesn't she like she doesn't like being in front of the mic. She's in the but credits, but like she runs the show here. She does, and she's getting married this weekend. Yeah, so it's it's hot times right now for and, the state of the art crew. And and yet here I am. <laughs> <laughs> what, not, what about not, it? Even? Not even dating. So you know, clearly I missed the memo, but I, I am taking notes. Yeah. On on how to run a honeymoon and a wedding <laughs> and where to have it. So thank you. Yeah, man. What what is the, well, I mean, what have you been doing while, well, okay. while I've been gone and I haven't seen you in like a month, man. I know. Did you miss it by the way? Did you miss the microphone? I did. I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know if I would or not. Um I didn't miss any of the other stuff, but the microphone I missed. <laughs> yeah. What was what's the other okay? <laughs> That and the guests. What? Um, well, I'll tell you one thing. I've been up to is is recording your intros the last two weeks. You've since, been killing it, by the way. Since I've you, heard, you know, yeah, that was fun. I'm sure people were like, "Who is this?" Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, what have I been up to? You know, so a lot has happened. I mean, originally when it's been 15 episodes since handing it over, and you know, we had talked about like where you were and what I was doing and, and the goal, and you know, really what I wanted to do was to help find a way to get state of the art out there in a bigger way. Yeah. And so some of what I've been doing is, is that, you know, like looking at partnerships, you know, we're, we're going to do something with untitled, which I'll talk more about later, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. We've been doing a lot more panels. So we're at the battery recently, which obviously you participated in and people heard. And really the goal is to, to look at like, what else can we do out there? So getting more sponsorships, getting more distribution yeah. and, yeah. Um, and thinking like, how does, how does state of the art, fit into the, the grander scheme of things. So that's what I've been doing with this. Also, as, as some of you may know, Van Gogh, um, you know, shut down actually, or like a month ago. So that was like a big, that was, Sad tears. it was a set. It was, it was, it was a big yeah. change. There's something coming and we're, we're in talks with a couple of people um, in terms of, of transitioning the community and everything there. So, you know, feel good about that, but you know, it's, it is not an easy space as, yeah. as we both know. Yes, we do. And so other than that, I've just been, um, you know, staying active in the art space through a nonprofit that I work with at Artspan and, um, you know, advising and working with a couple other companies on, on product and stuff. Yeah. So well, what about, 
Okay. I mean, you asked me a second ago if I missed the mic. What about you, man? Do, you, do I miss? Do you the miss mic? the mic? You're you're back in the chair right now. I mean, it feels pretty good, right? I'm not, I'm not gonna look lie. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> do I miss the mic? Yeah, I do. So a little bit, but I, I the other thing I have been working on is is a few other podcasts. One is um, with the guy Richard Clark. It's nothing to do with art. But um, he was in the White House for a long time, wrote a book called Against All Enemies, which was a New York Times bestseller, and is doing a podcast on the 10 issues we should be talking about but aren't leading up to the midterm elections. Mm. And his first guest is Bill Clinton. Um, so that was that was pretty amazing. So I've also <laughs> – I, I, I haven't I, – I still have not been at the mic, but, but definitely um, carrying both my passion for art as well as podcasting uh, forward. Yeah. In this case, it's both. But yeah, I do. I do. I do kind of miss it. But you're doing great. So. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I mean, now it's been 15 episodes. You probably yeah. recorded a few more. Yeah. It feels like forever, though. Yeah. Um, how it how is it? How's it been? Like, what what are your thoughts? Man, how are you enjoying? It? I so first of all, I love it. This is this is so much fun, and I'm glad that. Um, I mean, thank you again, man, for for the opportunity to do this because this has been a blast. Um, it has been harder than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Really? Why is that? Yeah, because, you know, I thought that like, you know, I'm all right talking to people. I'm an okay conversationalist. And I thought that, that uh, you know, my natural abilities were going to get me there. And um, it's 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 a whole different animal, man, when you're behind the microphone and and the guest that's sitting across from you is like relying on you. You know, they don't, maybe they're a great conversationalist. Maybe they suck. Even if they're good, they still like, they don't know what they're doing, yeah. right? Like they just showed up today to to talk about something that you want to talk about. And so um, I think I was a little, a little less prepared than I thought I was going to be um, for, for making sure that the guests have a great uh, experience and that it's easy for them. And it's just, it's more work than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But um, that being said, first of all, Vanessa, who we mentioned earlier, I, I got to give her a shout out again because she's incredible. Um, she really does make this whole thing tick and she does so much work and research and setting up uh, all the pre-calls and stuff like that. Um, so she's made it a much easier transition and uh and it's been fun to to kind of grow into it, man. I've really, I've really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. What um, what was it that? Or let me ask you this: What's what is one thing that Vanessa has given you as far as feedback going into this? <laughs> this is a this is a. Good I think question. I think I know why you're asking that because um, Vanessa, we love you by the way, but Vanessa can be brutal. She is yeah. the most honest person that you'll ever meet. But we need that. I mean, I need that. Um, and probably the most helpful feedback has been her uh, her her reactions to some of the intros and outros. Yeah. They have not been up to her standards. So <laughs> she, I think the feedback is when it's good, it's great, but it's not good often enough. Oh, so wow. we gotta we gotta get it back. <laughs> I love it. What uh, and we're gonna dive into like some of your favorite episodes, but what I mean, you mentioned sort of being surprised at the challenge of not just being able to you know, rest on your great conversational skills? Are there other things that you've like learned either about like being a host specifically or even um, just in from like the guests that you've talked to or like things that surprised you kind of overall? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, some of the most interesting stuff has been um, a, a lot of the themes that are coming out of the guests and and one of the things that I've been pleasantly surprised with mm-hmm. is how sort of ubiquitous this notion is that uh, that the art world is smoke and mirrors. You know, there there really is no such thing as the art world. And as soon as you start to make generalizations about it in terms of um, what maybe outsiders might think or, or even us as kind of um, industry professionals, but not right next to the creatives all the time. Um, there's just, there's so much misconception and misunderstanding and it's been really nice. I mean, some of the, some of the pushback that I have gotten as an interviewer, which by the way, I welcome, like, that's a good thing. Whenever you have people kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't really agree with that question. Um, has really been around the fact that, that the art world is so much bigger and more nuanced than, um, than really I thought coming into this. Um, 
it yeah it's just it's a really cool theme to see appear that that um people are very protective of that that there's so much more here that you got to get to that next level mm-hmm. and that's what we're here to do right like that's what we're trying to do is pull back those covers yeah um that's yeah and we'll and we're gonna do more of that what so coming in to be a host like what was your i don't know like your goal or why did why did you want to be a host i mean we talked about this but i'm not sure yeah so the um so it's interesting i mean there's there's a couple different things like there's personal goals there's professional goals yeah. there's all of that stuff obviously professionally i mean working in this world um and and sort of trying to find my 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 own space in the professional world of art and technology um this has been an awesome avenue to meet people to meet really interesting people meet really influential people mm-hmm. um you know won't won't make any disguises about that like it's been a really really good tool to meet some of the most interesting meaningful people in the industry um but personally i've I, i've been really motivated by um just trying to share uh what makes creativity cool with as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I've always done in my personal life, whether it's introducing people to new bands or uh, like teaching a friend to draw who has no idea what they're doing and doesn't think they can draw and that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, having a podcast just gives you a, a platform for much bigger things. So, um, yeah, I mean, that th- those have been kind of my my big goals. And I think I've been I've been doing OK at that. The one that I'm I. Uh, I wish I would do a little bit better at is I want to like, I want to ruffle more feathers, man. Yeah. I want to like, I, I want to get under people's skin in the, in the art world game and uh, try to get them to, to push back a little bit more. I mean, that's where the fun conversations happen. So. Why, why haven't you? And why do you want to do I don't, that? I don't know, man. I feel like I have strong opinions and then I'm too nice whenever I'm in an interview. Yeah. I'm not pushing people hard enough, but I want to do it because I think that like that's that's what we're trying to do here is kind of challenge the status quo of the art world, and um, and we've gotten some of that pushback, but but you need to push people. I mean, you need to push people out of their comfort zone to get mm-hmm. um, some interesting thoughts and opinions because otherwise they're just going to tell you what what they're they've been telling all their friends and all that stuff for yeah for years. You know what I mean? Has there been a guest that you feel has? has ruffled your feathers that you've done a good job ruffling theirs. <laughs> I, I'll tell you the most, the, the, the one that has had the most conflict in a good way was, um, Andras Santo. And I'm sure I'm mispronouncing his name again, but, um, he's basically a, a consultant. And if you guys haven't listened to that episode, I would really recommend it because he was a guy who actually, um, studied with the guy who coined the term, the art world, Um, and he's, he kind of actually understands all of the, all of the gears and levers going on in the, in the business part of the art world. Um, and he was the one who really kind of pushed back the most on, on, you know, the assertion that, uh, that the art world is overly stodgy and that, um, you know, people don't really have any, any transparency into it. He was the one that had probably the best thoughts on why my questions were terrible. Mm. So <laughs> I had to like, I had to tiptoe through that one a little bit, but, um, what, what about you, man? Was that's there- good. Well, that, that's episode 43, by the way, for anyone. 43, God, good who, research. Who anyone wants to get that, yeah. <laughs> um, what, what about you? Is it, was, have you had any interviews that like knocked you off kilter that you weren't ready for? Uh, um, I mean, probably the one I did with Stefan Simkowitz yeah. a ways back. I mean, he, you know, he's a, a collector and sort of a, an advisor to artists and is controversial in the art space, um, because he kind of calls things out and, yeah. and I mean, with him, it was just, he's a very large personality where like in his living room was a very different setting than I was used to. And yeah, he definitely, you know, push back on a lot of the questions I had. So I'd say that was the one that I did that I was like, okay, you know, I mean, maybe I could have been, um, I don't want to say more prepared, but just like, it was, it was a good, healthy, like back and forth. Yeah. 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 You know, or yeah, he's or a guy that knows a lot. Yeah. He knows he, yeah, he knows a lot and <laughs> he is not short of opinions. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, are, do, are there any other episodes that you think back to that where like, your favorite either because of like the content or the back and forth that happened or, you know, let's, let's do that. Like, sorry, let me separate that. So one is 
maybe the one that you learned the most from and then an ep- mm. and then and then one that you felt was like your best in terms of just like vibing and like the back and forth yeah so so probably the one that that I thought I learned the most from um was uh Dorothy Shabas and so Dorothy you were Shabazz, so excited to have her on by I the was way. so Dorothy was you don't so understand pumped. Andrew was talking about having you on for like months he's like this and is I so still, cool I still I love Dorothy we got to we got to make it happen and then of course I mean who do we have to thank Vanessa wait Vanessa yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, she made it happen, reached out course. made it happen and it was I think like that was your wedding gift right it's like <laughs> here you go Dorothy Shabas Yeah I for me like man I'm a nerd and and you know I really like where um, creativity and sort of hard science overlaps. And um, it, it's a topic that people like to talk a lot about, but it's pretty rare that you meet someone who actually um, has done the research themselves and has been in the labs and like actually knows this stuff um, from a scientific perspective. And so so um, for anybody who hasn't listened to it, first of all, go back and listen to it because it's a super interesting episode. But she's a neuroesthetician, and neuroesthetics is basically the study of how we perceive things and why we think things are beautiful or ugly or um, smell good or taste good. And uh, so, in terms of just learning, I mean, she was just she was I I I love that stuff, man. It's like watching, you know, like people love TED talks for the same reason. Yeah. You feel you feel smarter just having listened to the person. Um, and and that was definitely it for me. Um, probably my favorite interview overall, or the most, the one that I was most surprised by was um, Vince Cadlebeck from Mount Meow Wolf. Yeah. So I mean, I'll be completely honest. I going into it, I just wasn't. I, I didn't know what to make of Meow Wolf. Yeah. And in a certain regard, I still don't, but in a good way. Um, and partially because their website was a little cryptic. Partially because um, he very clearly goes out of his way to to uh, keep his his life very private, which I oh, respect. Yeah. But there was a lot of mystery around that, and I wasn't expecting a lot. Like I didn't I, I didn't really know what to expect, and so it's like, yeah, you know, we'll do this and we'll see what happens. But that guy, um, like, has that rebellious spirit that just draws people to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that like I I wish I had, but I'm just more of a fanboy. Like I'm just yeah. like giddy to talk to people like that, because um, he's just a badass dude who like really doesn't care what people think of him. He's very clearly on a mission to make art sustainable, um, and he's doing it. Like mm-hmm. you and I know, like you said earlier. I mean, it's just a very difficult space to like really make a legitimate go of it. Um, and that guy is doing it and doing it in the best ways. Like he's doing it in a way that is very protective of the artist that he works with. Um, you know, but at the same time is making a substantial amount of money and changing the culture around Santa Fe. And, and I think um, he opened another spot in Boulder, Colorado. And then I think yeah. in Las Vegas is coming soon. Um, so yeah, that one was a really interesting one. That was a really eye-opening one to talk to someone who was really being successful at making money in the arts. That's great. What um so I'm gonna go back to this like recap of 2017. Yeah. Episode that we re-aired last week. Like, I want you to call me out here. Um <laughs> so there were like five questions that we got from people that I answered. Maybe we can just go. Do we have time to go through them? All five quickly? Of course. Okay. All right. So the first one was, and remember, I was basing this like for just like for f- focusing on the, I think it was 15 episodes I had probably done prior or 16 episodes. So anyways, what did I say surprised me? One was that um, few folks knew each other within the art world. Mm, yeah. Like, so for, of the people who I interviewed, it was like, I, there was this thing of like, oh, I, that was interesting. I didn't know that person that you interviewed last week and vice versa. The other was um, how few of them, and I think Vince fits into this, were like from the traditional art world themselves. Yeah, yeah. And then the third was that um, not a lot of them were drinking, and probably because of the second point, not a lot were drinking the Kool-Aid, specifically on this question of like, will art ever be as popular as music? Hmm. And while they were all supportive of the arts, they all generally I got the feeling of like, no, it won't. Um, what do you think about huh. those three observations? And like, are, is there one, do you agree with all three disagree? Like, um, 
the first so so top to bottom what was the first one so few folks knew each other like yeah. within the art no that's absolutely true i mean that was case in point you and me man like we literally had businesses two blocks away from each two other two blocks people by the it way it was insane two and, blocks away we didn't know and, each and other I, by the way i gotta i, I gotta fall on the sword here because at least you were the one that made the effort to reach out to me um and it's it's been nothing but a love affair ever since, obviously. No, yeah. but uh, well, that's heavy. But yeah, <laughs> but of the guests that you no, had, but, you had, you get that sense as oh, well. Oh, absolutely, and they're all everybody's craving it, um, and nobody knows where to look. Yeah. You know, um, I I think you probably did a little bit more businesses than I have, to be honest. I've done a few more artists and yeah. stuff like that, and people sort of tangential to business, but um, but absolutely, I mean, that's it's been really cool to like we'll get introduced to a prospective guest and you know, you do like the initial couple in, or in, intro emails and then they'll actually go and like start listening to some of the podcasts. Yeah. And then they come back and they're, and like, they're like, Oh my oh, gosh, man. Like, I know like, about that. Yeah, right. exactly. Like they get so excited for that reason. So yeah, I would agree with that. We got to change that by the way. People should be listening to this before they yeah. get on the podcast. No. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and then the second question, the was, second one was like, how have you come kind of from the traditional art world? Yeah, um, uh, I I wouldn't say so few, but it's definitely it's definitely not the majority. Not maybe that that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like it, you know, it wasn't like a hundred percent or eighty percent. Or maybe. yeah, yeah. I think it's been fun. Um, it, it it has been fun to see like what the backgrounds of people are, um, because you have like the cold hard business people that really want to crack this egg. Yeah. Um, you have. You have people who have come from a fine art background and then they're trying to figure out um, how to, in a way, legitimize what they're doing or or they're just trying to find a unique way for them to actually make their own mark because it's so hard in the traditional art world. Um, yeah, so... I, I, I think it's been an interesting mix. Okay. And then and then the last was just like not drinking the Kool-Aid. Like the idea of, of music ever being as popular as art was not something I feel like most people thought. Yeah. Um I, I don't yeah, again, man, it's there's you have like the rebels who um <laughs> who like maybe they agree, maybe they don't, but are like, fuck it, I don't really care. Like, I'm yeah. just so interested in what I'm doing that sure. um, I don't really care. Uh, but yeah, I think for the most part, it's, yeah, you're right. That's not something that people buy into by and large, although I happen to swim against the current on that one. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, I'll go through these. The um, the other one was was 2017 Trends. I just said, that I, I noticed a lot more artists. Artists were selling more, it felt like, but in a variety of different places. Yeah. And kind of related to that was was that from a company perspective, because like you mentioned, I did interview probably more like companies, was that there's a lot more new business models within the art space. So kind of like, like digital art and, you know, artists like SaaS tools and other things yeah. like that. So have you seen that coming into yeah. 2018? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I think... I don't know if 2018 is going to be the year, considering we're already in the last quarter. Um, 2019 may be the year that people really start to figure out, um, really start to figure out business models around visual art and, and the technology world. Um, because there absolutely has been a lot of new things popping up, people trying different things. I feel like um, the awareness, I, my personal theory, and this is, um, not based in research. This is just through my own observations is that um, because design has become such an important thing in modern business and life, um, visual design, mm -hmm. um, I think it's starting to expose more people to, to this world and the fact that there really is um, a huge creative bedrock in the visual art world that has not been disrupted by technology. Um, because of that, I feel like people are really opening their eyes to that. And that is why we're seeing a lot of people trying to figure out what the different avenues in yeah. are. I don't know what the answer is going to be. It's going to be interesting. So I, you kind of answered my next, which was like what I thought was going to happen in 2018. 
and this, yeah, we probably could have waited to the end of the year to do this, but anyways, we're doing it now. Um, <laughs> was three things I said. One is that there's going to be better product market fit. So kind of yeah. connected to the new business models, I felt like, okay, people were getting closer and closer to like what was actually working. The other that I just said was in- interesting to, to sort of see play out was the new leadership. Um, you know, there's another companies that I had looked at at the time, like art.com and ArtFinder and Twyla and others that had all... Um, had new, you know, CEOs effectively. And, yeah. kind of, you know, the people where they came from was interesting and in how that was going to play out. And then, the, the, well, the one thing I said was not was going to be blockchain because there was like a lot of talk on like blockchain and art and that, yeah. you know, we interviewed various art, which I think, you know, is, a, is an interesting concept, but that, that just wasn't going to like completely catch hold in 2018. And it sounds like you think a lot of the new business models and product market fit and stuff like blockchain might really pick up more in 2019. Yeah, yes. Um, I think we've seen a lot of things enter the market this year, but you know, it takes time. Um, I agree. I don't, I'm not a big believer that, that blockchain is going to be a world changer for the visual art world. Um, I know people have strong opinions there. I don't really see that happening. I'm, I'm a little biased, but I really, um, I, I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the education space. Um, that is really interesting that uh, is starting to actually gain some traction. Uh, probably the biggest name right now is Masterclass that, mm-hmm. that's doing um, education. Shout out to Masterclass. The, yeah, I, Matt, they're, they're a great company and they're doing some really cool stuff. I think they're smart that they nailed down celebrities early and that's how yeah. they're kind of getting the spotlight. Um, it's actually several of the Van Gogh team members are now at Masterclass. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. I didn't even I didn't intentionally plug that by no, the way, but it's okay. Um, Masterclass, you have to pay us for this episode, by the way. <laughs> or we're going to edit that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I, I really do see a lot of interesting things happening in the education space, and and I agree. I think 2019 is going to be the year that you're going to start to see some of these models come together. We've been saying that for a while. Hey, everybody! I'd like to pause the episode here for just one second. First and foremost, to give you guys our thanks. We're so appreciative that you guys like what we do and are listening. Uh, We really couldn't do it without you. We love making this podcast, but obviously, you have to be there for us to make it. If you're interested in helping us out a little bit more, if you want to go the extra mile, we would appreciate it so much. And there's two ways that you can help. The first, leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. This seems like a little thing. I know everybody's always asking you to do it, but it helps us so much. And more than anything else, it helps people like you find us. So if you find us interesting, other people hopefully do too. The second thing that you can do is let us know what you find interesting. Tell us what you want to hear. Please just reach out to us. Say anything to us. Find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at State of the Art. All right. Thanks so much. And back to the podcast. You didn't know we were going to talk about that. Anyways, we did a recap on the recap. We've talked about your favorite episodes. Um, what about you as a host? Do you want to do you want to do more of moving forward? Do you want to see? Actually, I was supposed to grade you, but like we don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Vanessa, don't graded, shy away. From Vanessa me. graded you. You don't want to know what her grade was. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it she's was, it much was a, less kind than you. It are. was a D plus, but. <laughs> Um, it was, yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, how do you think you've done? I think I've done okay, but you you talked about being surprised about how hard it was. Yeah. I think I have some room to grow. Um, but I think that a lot of the changes that we have coming up to, are going to help, um, make the show overall much better. Um, so I'm excited about that. We'll talk more about that in a minute, but, um, but I'm really excited about it. I think you're doing great today. I think you really stepped it up today. Yeah. Today you're just, you're, (laughs) you're nailing it. Thanks man. Thanks. Um, no, I, you know, you've, you've talked about it. I, I'm excited to see you grow into like, and I think, I think we've heard it more in the panels of just like your strong point of view and like step, you know, stepping in with like what you really think and kind of causing a stir. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's something that we're going to hear more of from you. So I'm excited about that. I, I hope so, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing to experiment and get better. Yeah. Okay. So I think we're going to insert a commercial break here, but if not, exactly. <laughs> this is where we transition. All right. So we've looked back um, oh, actually, a 
couple things I want to do, sorry, before we do that, is by the numbers. So you've done 15 episodes. Yeah. How many have you done? I did 35. 35. I'm still playing catch up. Yeah, you're big time. (laughs) I mean, I launched, yeah, anyways. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) The best episode today was the one with Google, which was about uh, almost 3,000 listens. Also yours. That was mine. However, I think it came kind of after like you took over. And the best month we had was August where we had 11,000 listens, which was amazing. That's awesome. In total today, literally as I like went to look on these online, there was like this big triple goose egg, which was like we had 58,000 listens. Yeah. As of this morning. That's huge. Which is amazing. So like, shout out to the listeners. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And like really, that, that, that has been, that's been great. And it's been trending. I mean, like our best months were May and August. I mean, in overall, and they were both at about, you know, 11,000, you know, July. And I mean, it's, it's all kind of trending upward. And that's what's been really exciting to see um is just you know the continued like listenership and like people being engaged and involved and and also like you taking over and the type of people that you have brought on and like for me that's i mean you know we're doing this because we love it and we're having fun like this is fun we're sitting here yeah on a monday drinking (laughs) scotch and recording this and like i was gonna say you know you talked about it earlier with like talking you know interviewing different folks but right like i used to schedule these on a friday as much as I could. It was like such a fun way to just, you know, yeah. have a day. Right? It really like, is. I see like two interviews and, you know, you just, you talk to someone and you're like, wow, this is absolutely fascinating. And yeah. so, um, I mean, that's how you do it, but it's also to like, you know, get this out there. We both started companies in the space and want to do it. So anyways, as we look ahead, what's going on, Andrew, <laughs> talk to us. Cause you know, I've Man. been, I've been teasing this audience for the last two weeks about this like <laughs> big announcement. Yeah. And and you've kind of hinted at it. And you know, we're 50 in. Yeah. Let's start with this the the, the superficial yeah. piece and what's yeah, gonna yeah, be like yeah. much well, better looking. Yeah. So so there's there's a lot of things that are that are changing, growing, evolving. Um, you know, as we continue to learn what people want to listen to and what people care about. Um, but before we even get to that. The uh, we're we're doing a whole new rebrand, which yes. I'm really excited about. Um, that was one of the things that I really wanted to help out with whenever whenever I came in was um, just a little fresher look and feel. Um, and so we have a new website that's launching. We have a new brand that's launching. Um, one of my old good friends is a designer that's helping us out. Um, you might have seen his work on our Instagram. Uh, yeah, Graydon has Graydon, made it look amazing, killing it. Um, and so we're really excited about that. And so you guys can can uh, enjoy that. I mean, we we happen to know that most of our listens are actually coming through our website, which was a surprise to us. We thought it was going to be iTunes, but um, but yeah, so that's really cool. So since you know clearly you guys are using the website, we're going to make that a lot better uh, experience for you. And it fits like the the brand and what we like, yeah, what, you know what we're about and it being fun and different, yeah, and, a little bit looser and art artsy, you know, yeah, no pun intended, but yeah, yeah. Um, and but then what else? Yeah, and then that's all kind of a precursor to this. You know, we're we're really kind of refocusing what our vision is for the podcast in terms of the content and who we're trying to serve and all that stuff. You know, we came into this thing really focused on art and technology. And um, I think our passion and our heart will always be there because of, you know, that we both started businesses in that, right? We both love technology. Um, we It's funny. I mean, I think we're both guys who have come from outside the art world, but have really grown to love it and... uh you know, really, we we feel like we're we're kind of uh, protectors at this point of uh, of everything that's good in the in the art world. Um, yeah. But we also know because of that background, there's so much more that we can be talking about um, that sort of breaks the confines of just art and technology. And so I think you know something that I've been really interested in since coming in and. Um, I feel like I'm getting everybody's support on and we're, we're starting to move in this direction is really just trying to figure out how to connect art to, um, to the everyman. You know, we, we're really interested in this idea now about, um, why is it that there's stigma around the art world? Why is it that, uh, visual art is, or fine art is less, um, popular than some of the other art forms like music and cinema and stuff like that. 
Um, and so we really want to take hold of that and try to figure out how to create stories and narratives and themes um, that can bring the fine art world into anybody's headset. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's probably the best way I can put it. We're just really refocusing on that. Um, yeah. And, and I think like, I mean, you know, part of it was like art and tech was just it's kind of like this like sexy term that people gravitated towards. Yeah. It's also, you know, but like furthermore, I should say is like technology we've always, I mean, not just us, but like generally speaking is synonymous with like efficiency, accessibility yeah, and a better experience. Right. So like think about, I mean, let's just go to like Airbnb or Uber, you know, it's like, what do they do? It's like, they make tr like your private transport in the case of Uber or Lyft, you know, more accessible, cheaper, and just like a better experience than a taxi was. And yeah. so, you know, that's like when we thought about like art and tech, it was just, it was very much along those lines. How do we make art more accessible, a better experience, Yeah, you know, and, and easier for people to, I mean, or like efficient to, to like get to and, and not like, um, have to feel like, Oh, I've got to go to an auction, spend like $10,000 on, yeah. on an art piece. And exactly. so, I mean, that's why you started French girls. That's why I started Van Gogh. And so, and maybe it's always been part of like why we got into this space in the first place. And then like why we launched this podcast, but like to your point, um, you know, maybe we were being, and this was probably like me driving. This was like a little bit more around, okay, like let's highlight, like you said, like a lot of companies or others that were really just at the intersection of art and tech rather than being open to companies. I mean, honestly, like a Meow Wolf that we brought yeah. on or others that are, are just making it, um, yeah, more accessible, more yeah. fun, building more bridges. enjoyable, building bridges. Yeah. And so just, you know, being, being much more willing to open that up is something that is where we want to go. Yeah. So yeah, what does exactly. that mean? Like, what does that look like? What do you think? What does that look like? Oh, man. Um, or like, I mean, why, why have you been, like, you've been pushing this a lot. Yeah, and I like, have. And like, what do you think that opens up or what does that like do at least, even if, if it's just nuanced in your mind or even better to the listener? Yeah, I think, um, I, I think to your point that we've always been there in spirit. And I think this is what you were just saying with technology, right? The the definition of technology, if you want to be intellectual about it, is anything that humans create to increase our own quality of life. And uh, that's kind of, we've always lived in that spirit, but we want to make it kind of official now that um, we're interested more in the stories that bring people closer to art than than necessarily having to confine it to something that, involves technology in in so far as it's a computer business or you know some yeah. new sparkly thing um <clears throat> we want to stick more with that spirit of um whatever improves your quality of life whatever you find interesting and enjoyable and and uh you know gets you closer to the arts that's something we're going to be interested and in. like it was even the whole reason like we started this in the first place um which was after seeing this like panel well just like being in the space and realizing that like look a lot of the conversation is controlled by the institutions right i mean right. you know who we love like the art fairs the art schools the galleries they're great but they're not everything yeah and and you know and so and that's kind of like in quotes been like the art world and there were so many other things kind of going on that didn't fit necessarily into like the box that is that is that box and that we wanted to, to highlight those and kind of be that center point for what was going on and and so more and more um, you know, being willing to kind of do that. And, and it's, it's in our DNA, right? And like, again, I don't, I don't, I don't hide from the fact that I'm not an artist. You know, I didn't, I didn't come through an art history program. Um, I was a guy, a creative guy who was thinking a little bit entrepreneurially and ended up really falling in love with the space. Yeah. And, and I think that's, we want to use that to our advantage, right? Yeah. Because we believe that there's more people out there um, who care about this stuff than maybe think they do. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I'm going to write this. It was, we wrote down our statement of purpose. Yeah. Was state of the art promotes the work of the boldly inquisitive, the creative inventors and rebels challenging traditional notions firmly rooted in the art world. By amplifying the reach of these projects, state of the art empowers the culture, culturally curious with the latest disrupt disruptions in the arts. Yeah. 
And like, that's like such a cool way to put it, right? So whether that's yeah. like with tech or business model or like a pro, whatever that is, it's just like, that's kind of like what we want to bring forward. Um, and as part of that is like co connecting the arts sort of with, you know, like the normal, you know, normal yeah. people out there. Yeah, man. When you talk to artists, right? Like when you talk to the people who are at the center of creation, um, they don't have time for that. <laughs> they don't have time. They don't have an interest in the debates about what it costs and uh, you know, whether it's snobby or um, you know, what is an art object is an investment object and stuff, right? Like they're just, they're cool people that want to create yeah. things. Um, and that will always be cool. Like, I don't care who you are, man, people who can manifest something out of nothing regardless of what the medium is that's always going to be cool and interesting yeah yeah um so i think and like you've been pulling us in this direction but like just to bring it back to like you know as a listener like thinking you know looking forward how does this sort of change state of the art i mean some of it is is i mean in the guests that we bring on and we probably have brought on guests that will fit into like what we consider this like new definition yeah you know so as i was like we also like when we're thinking about all of our episodes are kind of like eyeing the sort of like tech angle because we felt like we had to pull that out of whatever it was and maybe not just feeling so much of that pressure yeah. to do that but like more just really focus on the story or what was unique about you know who our guest is at that time yeah yeah. Well, uh, and this also has some implications on sort of what we're trying to do as an organization, right? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a large part of why you stepped back from the microphone was to yeah. think a little bit more about that stuff and, and work on that stuff. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so. Well, one is I think when it comes to so a couple of things, thinking about like the content and how we position this is, you know, we've talked a lot about um, and I mentioned this like at the end of of 2017 is like this idea of like, I don't know if we call it like seasons, but like we think about it as like themes. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot going on and you know, we, we bring on a guest where maybe it's something that's, um, I don't know, it's complex or it's like one part of the story. And so like, whether that's like art and diversity or art as art and tech, I mean, maybe that's like a theme or art and, um, you know, how it's, uh, you know, plays a role in like the revitalization of cities and the activation of cities and like really thinking about content more in um, more thematically. And so doing maybe four to six episodes on like on a specific theme and covering different angles of that. Yeah. I, I always think back to um, it's the best show ever, the wire. <laughs> if you guys watch that on HBO, <laughs> nothing to do with it. I don't know if we've ever commiserated over the wire, but we're going to do that later. It's amazing. <laughs> but what they did that was so great was, they the angle that they took was they told a story and in each season they told it from a different angle so in the first season it was like the people on the, it was it's about baltimore i should say and like kind of some like the relationship between like the police and the gangs and what was going on there and so like in the first season they told about from like the ground level so the cops on the on the ground the street level people then they told the second season was like the mid-level folks so like the lieutenants you know in the police and then like whatever the mid-level people in the sort of drug world and then like the third season was like the high like the, the captains and the like yeah. kingpins and then like the fourth season was schools and the fifth season was media anyways you followed a story and characters throughout this entire five seasons but like seeing each season a slightly different angle and so for us i think that's really um I mean, I'm not sure we're going to put off as well as The Wire, but like <laughs> the idea of kind Dream of like big, man. diving into like different themes that we're seeing going on and, you know, like the ones that I mentioned, if you have any ideas, let us know. Um, and telling, and telling that story from a different angle. Yeah. Um, which I think furthermore will evolve into, you know, maybe let's just say, you know, in 2019 or whatever, like turning this podcast into more from an interview into a, a story format and really like telling these compelling stories of how it, you know, art engages people and how that's evolving and changing is the direction that we want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot more storytelling. That's why I mentioned earlier, you know, the, a lot of the changes we're going to be making is um, going to help me grow as an interviewer and a storyteller and, you know, it's it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a lot of these changes. Yeah. And, and also, like, I think 
I mean, right, it'll help us with kind of marketing state of the art. And because again, like, you know, I said this in the beginning, I mean, this was, it's kind of like a niche topic that we want to tell in a way that was, you know, appeal to a broader audience. And like the way we did that early on, or at least attempted to, was to kind of tie, you know, even the titles or the concepts to a tech company that people knew. So like the Airbnb of art or the Tinder of art or the, you know, whatever of art to try and like pull that in. But I think um, thematically it will help us to to play on like even like broader movements and then just what's in the tech world. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, from like a marketing perspective to get a broader reach and, and other things that, you know, we want to do to just get this, um, you know, this message out there and to tell these stories of, of people that are in the art space that like, you know, help sort of, like we say, I mean, a normal audience or folks that wouldn't consider them like art connoisseurs themselves, art connoisseurs say, Hey, like, wow, that's really interesting. Like, whether I'm interested in the arts or not, that's a, a fascinating story. And furthermore, like now I'm intrigued to want to learn more. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, for listeners, um, you know, all of this needs to be fueled by what you care about. So please, uh, we love you guys. Keep in touch with us. Um, we're getting more signups on Patreon, which is amazing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, State of the Arts, I believe, is the handle. Instagram. Um, we're we're making an effort to be more present on those channels too, so uh, good things in store for yeah. And for- and, and then I think like look, we're gonna be a lot more active on social, uh, and we want to engage with our audience more. I think we're gonna launch like a survey to understand like what it is that you know all of you want. New uh, website, as we mentioned. I mean, look, and also like we're doing a lot more with panels, and you know we we did South by Southwest, then we did the 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 Battery in San Francisco, which is similar to like the Soho House or social club. I mean, and now we're working with Untitled to do a panel um, later this year in San Francisco. And so I think like, as you look forward and like kind of what we've been talking about is, um, is doing a lot more um, things like that. So, so just more panels, more kind of bringing together different points of view and what's great about a panel. And one of my favorites, I have to say is the one that was done in South by Southwest where we brought together like, you know, you, Andrew, as well as Erica, who is the head of interactive media at uh, SF MoMA, as well as um, uh, Nahima, who who runs Absolute Art, and just the different points of view were phenomenal. And so I think that's what we want to do is to really like elevate that conversation. You talked about that both in like you calling, you know, challenging people more as well as having, you know, guests challenge you and doing, you know, thematic sort of focuses within the episodes as well as like focusing on their own storytelling. I mean, the panels is just another way for us to really change that dialogue and that conversation about what it should be. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I think past that, like our, even if we look longer term, so let's say that's like our, our year vision is, is how do we more like activations and education? So creating more partnerships with, you know, big companies and doing interesting things with artists, like activations at art fairs or independently or pop-ups to, you know, also education is something that I think has been one of the surprises I've had this year of the number of educators that have reached out to us and said, Hey, you know, that's, um, this is really interesting. Like, do you have more material on this topic or, um, you know, research that you've done or even almost like, you know, where the conversation has evolved as like a curriculum or something to help us, you know, make sure our students are thinking about this in ways that they should be. Yeah. Big dreams, man. Big goals. Big dreams. We're taking this all the way. I mean, you know, you got married, so you're off, you're, you're (laughs) off, you're post 50th. It's like off to a great start. (laughs) Um, what, what else? Anything else, Andrew? Are we, are we missing anything? I don't think so, man. I think, uh, that's, that's it. That's, you know, just wanted to bring everybody up to speed. Uh, 50 episodes in, we've learned a lot. We've loved every minute of it. Um, and we just want to get better, stronger, faster, taller if we can. So look out, I think maybe if this, with the launch of this or soon after the new website, themes will probably come in like a month or so. Um, you know, we're thinking through what those are going to be now. And and so again, like they'll come shortly. So again, send your ideas and feedback. Um, and then obviously everything else that we're up to, like we're just going to be more active on social and and want to um, engage with with all of you even yeah. more so. Well, look, 
everybody is really just here for one reason. One reason. We oh, know God. that, right? Uh, we That's, all know, yeah. There's one reason why people tune into these things. And of course, it's the rapid fire questions at the end here. Okay. How do you want to do this? Do you want to do it tit for tat? Do you want to do Ooh. it three and three? How do we want to do this? You know what? I was thinking I was going to let you go first. Okay. But why don't we go Why don't we go back and forth? I like that. So you, you start and then I'll go. <laughs> all right. We'll all go right. one and one. I arranged mine from... from Easiest to hardest. God, yeah. So I'm really bad at these, by the way. <laughs> All right. So you ready? Yeah. All right. Rapid fire question number one. Uh, Ethan, what is the most creative thing that you've ever done yourself? Ooh. I mean, um, I'd say, I mean, launching. Does like launching Vango as a company count as creative? I mean, it does. It, you know, I mean, just in terms of like creatively thinking about something from like a bunch of different angles as well as like being creative, like in the process of doing it and like yeah. what the branding was going to be and how we thought about that. Yeah. If you're talking about like an individual, more like an individual piece of work. An artistic effort. Yeah. What um, is your tour de force? You know, it's seventh grade. I took a photography class. And, <laughs> and I took a picture of a flower this is what i'm looking for yeah i took a picture of a flower <laughs> and i mean honestly i did it like two minutes before it was due and the teacher <laughs> went on for about 25 minutes in front of the class about how artistic like the angle of this flower was and the shadowing and all this and meanwhile my friends were literally so upset because they were just like <laughs> you just took that like outside I um, but I, like if i were to think of like this one creative thing i had that just got like a lot of recognition that's it it would be Seventh that. Grade photography. I mean, I could go. Yeah, it's been a while because the other thing yeah. would have been like this whale that I painted when I was in second grade and the texture that I used. But like other than that, it's it's been a while. I've taken a couple of art classes and it's not it's not pretty. I love. I got to tell it's not you, pretty. Nobody else. Obviously, it's a podcast, so they can't see. But your demeanor completely changed. When you went into the seventh grade photography class, clearly it's something you're proud of. Yeah. Do you still have it? I, I, I'm sure you do. I might. I might. I'll, if <laughs> I'm I saying do, a, that is a golden Instagram We're going to post it on Instagram. <laughs> um, okay. So I started mine easy to heart as well. So right. are you a yesterday, today, or tomorrow person? Oh, tomorrow. Every time. Why? Yeah. Because everything good happens tomorrow, right? No, one of my one of the things that I love to say, I've probably said it on the podcast, but but uh, creativity is all about manifesting something today that didn't exist yesterday. So I guess that's more of a today thing. But I'm always thinking about the future. I'm like always that. thinking about how things build into the future. Um, I am I am forever enamored by um, the human creative spirit. To, to envision something in their head and make it happen. And that always happens tomorrow. It's never, you know, it, it always takes time. It's love always it. tomorrow. I love it. Let me yeah. ask you this. When you, when you went on your honeymoon and you, you went to the airport, like yeah. how early did you arrive? <laughs> like, uh, we, were, we were there and this is credit only to my wife, okay. not me. So she's a yesterday person. We were there like four, four hours, hours early. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's a, she's a yesterday person. Yeah. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's oh no, it's your turn. Yeah, my, my <laughs> right. get, mine get incrementally harder. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine as well. Change a complete topic. Okay. But on the uh <laughs> on the note of trying to be more relatable for everybody out there listening, it is Labor Day weekend, which uh is all red blooded Americans know mean it's kickoff weekend in the NFL. Oh, Right? Yeah. Changing gears here. I like this. What okay. is your what is your Super Bowl prediction for Oh my god. I'm like, I have to Google this. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, you're, you're one of those guys that plays fantasy football. I do. In fact, I have, the I, have, wire. I have a fantasy draft today. Um <laughs> who's gonna be good? I I don't know. I so I don't even want to tell you who I'm a fan of. I mean the New England Patriots always find a way to get there, but <laughs> I know the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're looking pretty good. <laughs> There's my guy. And There's you're my a Pittsburgh guy. guy. I am. So I'm going to, I'll go with Pittsburgh. And then I know the Philadelphia Eagles played really well last year, but I do not like not them a at all. Okay. Um, the Rams are up and coming. You know, I'm going to go, look, just because it fits the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'll go Green Bay and Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, in the old Bowl. school NFL. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, 
That would be fun. <laughs> and I think I think that because I'm an NFC guy, that that Green Bay will win. So who's your team? I'm I'm a Cowboys fan. Oof. I know. Okay. Right. Anyways, moving All on. All right. You ready for this? I hope you're sitting down. You are. I am. What is the nicest thing anyone has ever done for you? Whew. Nicest thing anybody has ever done for me. Well, I just got married, which is a lot like charity for her, you know? Oh, come on. <laughs> um, the nicest thing that anybody has ever done for me. Um, so it, this is a, a, a weird thing, but I got to say um, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, so my buddy slash business partner slash first wife, Adam Soresco, he was my my business partner in uh, French Girls and Mini Canvas and um, great guy. He was just my best man, by the way. And uh, in college, so I, you know, I proudly come from not a whole lot of money in Western Pennsylvania, Rust Belt, right? And uh, everybody... All all my late college buddies were Halo guys. They were huge gamers, and uh, I I never got the Halo bandwagon mostly just because I couldn't afford the um, the Xbox, and then later the 360. Whenever Xbox or whenever Halo continued to blow up, and I was always bummed about it because I just meant I couldn't like hang out while they were doing their Halo parties. Yeah, and uh, Adam for one of my birthday presents gave me his old Xbox 360 with a note that was like, so just so you can join our, our halo party. Oh, wow. That so is, that was, that's the first, that's an amazing yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. That Adam Soresco. Love it. <laughs> is a good guy. He is. All oh right. man. You're like, you're, you're making an emotional. I mean, now. that nice was great. I'm tearing up. Okay. All right. Your turn. So, so now it's me and now it's three out of three. So we're getting serious. Now. Okay. I just got married, so I'm on. I'm currently the expert on love. You yeah, know that. and you are famously single now, so we gotta we gotta get you on the on the path to marriage, man. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know what are you looking for in a lady? Out wow, there? that is so <laughs> deep. Um, We're going right to the core. We of it, are man. going straight <laughs> to the core. Oh my god, that is mean. That's so mean. <laughs> Sorry, I think my mind will get you. Um, <laughs> what am I looking for? Uh, God, how do you make this not sound juicy? <laughs> There's what no way. What are you looking for? <laughs> Look, I'm um, married. My game is over. Yeah. <laughs> I am I am looking for someone who is good at balancing extremes. So, like, I can be, like, a, a great homebody, but also, like, super adventurous. Yeah. So, I think that's someone who can oscillate between the two of those things. Yeah. That's a good answer, man. Yeah. You that was uh expert. You got through that cleanly. Oh wow, thank you. All right. Which means last, you've been thinking about it clearly. So ladies, <laughs> Ethan at no, I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. All right. So your last one is what do you want to be on your what do you want your tombstone to say? <sighs> what do I want my tombstone to say? Um it's, it's funny, man. I've I've actually been thinking not about my death. Lately, yeah. but I've been thinking about like you know just what I want out of life. Professional yeah. changes are happening, and I just got married. And you know the 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 two things I really well the three things I really care about are first being healthy in in every respect, physically, mentally, emotionally, all that stuff. Um, the second is being creative, and the third is is loving the friends and family who have made me an important part of their lives lives. Um, and so, you know, I hope that, that, uh, at the end of the day, my tombstone would reflect that. Um, I don't, <laughs> I used to frustrate my business partners and investors and people by saying that I don't really care much about money. Um, it's not something that motivates me. What motivates me is having a positive impact on people's lives and, um, and being a good positive force in the world. And, uh. Yeah, I hope it says that. Good dude. Andrew good, Herman. Good dude. Good dude. Beautifully. <laughs> bravo, man. Bravo. Hey. Thanks, man. <laughs> this has been so much fun. 50th episode. 5-0. Five, zero. Five, zero. That's a, literally- It's a footstep to our like 10,000. And that's right. I mean, this started 
you know, not, I mean, quite a year ago because we did a few more, but it'll be like November 20th is like the one year. But, you know, it's something that we just wanted to uh, to like kick off and just yeah. did it. And here we are 50, 50 deep and motivated by all of you out there listening. Thanks so much. Andrew, thank you for, you know, taking over and having fun and being amazing. And Absolutely, man. And thank you for, for the opportunity and for starting the thing and, um, for making it successful before I even started, man. It was, yeah. it, it's been a fun ride so far. And we're, we're excited about like where we'll be a year from now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 100. Here we come. Here we go. All right, everyone. Thank you. All right. Bye. Okay, everyone. Well, that was the 50th episode of State of the Art. I hope that you enjoyed it. I miss all of you so much. It was great to be back in front of the mic and so much fun to sit down with Andrew. If you want to reach out to us with any comments, questions, State of the Art on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me personally, at Ethan Appleby, E-T-H-A-N-A-P-P-L-E-B-Y. I'd love to hear from you. And again, thank you all so much for being unbelievable fans, patrons, supporters of everything we're doing. It means the world to us and it keeps us going. We are fired up. Like We are really, really, really excited about the evolution of State of the Art. So with that, I'm signing off. I'll be back. And thank you again.